Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We talked about what was going on at LaSalle right after October 7th when they couldn't bring themselves easily at first to condemn Hamas. Then we told you about the Muslim Student Association who put up essentially what the Harvard students had put up about Israel, apartheid, Israel responsible. Uh, and then seemingly LaSalle or some element made the Muslim Student Association take down the signatories, which included LaSalle ambassadors, uh, residence hall, uh, even the powerlifting club, among others. Well, I told you about this uh, tweet that LaSalle put out on LaSalle University's X account, inviting people to come to a gathering to call for an end, quote, to the violence and acts of terrorism against innocent Israelis and Palestinians. Who's committing acts of terrorism against the Palestinians here? All right, so is it an awkward sentence? Dan, you had something? I just remember when we first brought this up, one of the things uh, either you or I said, it was, right. I, I can only imagine being a Jewish employee working under, you know, administration that would put out or support something like that. It yes. Crazy. Well, we have with us a uh, professor who has taken leave from LaSalle, uh, an assistant professor there who is an Israeli. I'm trying to see the doctor with the business at science, uh, integrated science, business and technology at LaSalle, uh, Dr. Uh, Tally Reiner Bruds. All right, I'm a Borowski. Come on, yeah, you can... yeah, Bro- Brodetsky. Brodetsky. Yeah, it's easy to say if you're a Warsaw. <laughs> Brodetsky. Uh, the doctor is with us here. Dr. T is with us here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, doctor, welcome in. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. So, uh, doctor, you got to meet then uh, by uh, what what did you do when you saw this tweet? What was your action? I I, I was just shocked. I, I, I literally felt like uh, I was punched in the gut. Um, I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, that's that was my reaction. Um, and the next morning, I I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go to work. I I called my chair and I told him, you know, how can Masal be calling Israel terrorists? This is just horrible. You know, I I can't come. So 
You did ultimately, though, it worked its way up the chain. You met with Daniel J. Allen LaSalle, president, and uh, the Inquirer anyhow says, you must have told the Inquirer, yeah, that he apologized. What was the, uh, if you can, I mean, we, we don't delve into private conversations, of course, but in broad terms, was it a sentence construction error? Is that what LaSalle said happened here? What happened that someone would equate Hamas and uh, Israelis in this situation? What was the argument that how did this happen? Well, they told me it was um, an error on their behalf. Um, somebody put this out and uh, they don't know how this happened. And it's not, they understand that this is uh, a problematic statement. Um, and they are, you know, sorry that this um, hurt my feelings um, and that they will take it down. Which they did. Uh, now, uh, I, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm formerly, uh, alma mater is LaSalle, and formerly I was a teacher trained at LaSalle. So I would say the point you're making here in the Inquirer, Doctor, this was a very teachable moment for LaSalle, A, to explain, if they don't want to explain how it happened, to explain exactly what we're talking about. There is no equivalency here. Israelis are not terrorists. How in the world is this linked? And explain, I would say, maybe to the community, either an email or a gathering or do whatever, just as they should have done, uh, as I mentioned, with this Muslim Student Association and their assertions and the signatories to it. Why won't they do that? What What's the objection to doing that, do you think? Yeah, exactly. I mean, my, my only ask from the president, and if it's actually an error, then they should issue a formal retraction, like, you know, all us academics are, are used to. There's an error. We need to make sure, you know, everybody understand what the error is and that we don't stand behind that error, right? Um, and I don't know why they decided that they will not issue any sort of apology or retraction, any sort of an explanation. Uh, for that poor statement. So nobody at LaSalle um, is communicating to you why you then exercise your right here because of how hurtful this is to go on leave. And since this appeared in the Inquirer, uh, doctor, no response from LaSalle? No, nobody is uh, willing to explain why they will not, you know, <laughs> make this correction. This could have been, you know, been ended with one or two sentences um, and you know them being so um, unwilling to to make those uh, explanations just makes me wonder maybe they did mean what was said there I don't know right do, do, do you um, know who does the who tweeted it at LaSalle do they have a communications uh, I, I know yeah. the commu- communications department and uh, they, they bring in big time. I mean, that's one of their major areas of study. So um, that sentence then communicates pretty well what they think happened here, that the Israelis are also doing some kind of terrorist acts. Exactly. I mean, this came out of the communications, the PR department of, of the university. Um, 
which the VP of communication also apologized to me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, not willing (laughs) to make any formal public statement about that. And for me as, you know, an academic that affiliates with a university with LaSalle, you know, that puts LaSalle's name against uh, my name when I publish anything, that's an issue. That's a problem. Um, Yeah, I I get that for listeners what you're saying here, too, that this is routine in academic circles, that either you recognize the you want clarity or you're walking it back when you won't even do that. We've arrived in an academic setting at a pretty bad place. Doctor, um, I'm not teaching currently. I did teach at a college level for years. What is your sense of what we've seen play out? I mentioned at LaSalle the incident with the Muslim Student Association. I get that. But then the signatories, these ambassadors of LaSalle, all these people, uh, you've been teaching. You're in an academic setting. What is it with students equating Israel to Hamas, particularly how graphic do they look away from the atrocities that we've seen? Do they not believe them? Are they just ignorant or stupid on these things? Or is it something else? What What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's a lot of things. Uh, part of it is, is ignorance. Uh, and part of it is the the culture uh, where everybody is being taught there is a good guy and a bad guy. And the good guy uh, is um, usually... Um, either the, you know, the per person. Um, and in this case, the good guy is, is the Palestinians and the bad guy is Israel, no matter what happens. Um, this has been portrayed out um, for, for a very long time. Um, and, and, though, and so whatever, you know, these poor Palestinians do, we can justify it. And it's it's horrific, right? Um, how can anyone justify exactly. the murder and 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 killings of of children and and innocent people? I mean, it just. Um, I, I agree, and uh, you know the way yeah. that I've seen it phrased. And again, I'm not on a college campus, but my sense is, you're right. They're being taught there's an oppressor and the oppressed, and one of the ways you know the oppressed is their financial state, their poverty, etc. And the part that goes with that, though, is anything goes then for the oppressed to go forward with this, even what we've seen play out. So they, they're even somewhat, I think, cognizant of that, but they go, well, what do you expect them to do? Yeah. Um, and it's a... Uh, it's, it's a big... A big um, you know, big problem. This is, um, things in life aren't black and white. (laughs) Um, that's what I tell my children and my students. Um, there, I mean, in, in anything, um, there are, um, cases where you can't, you can't say, okay, this person, these group, this community is oppressed. They can do whatever, I mean, at the end of the day, um, Hamas is the oppressors, right? Hamas is oppressing its own exactly. people. Exactly, yeah. Um, 
and and the fact that people over here can't see it i i simply can't understand um well maybe it's out of anger right um, uh i think it's uh no you put your finger on it though once one is identified as the victim or the poor or the oppressed that's it. You don't lose that status in the minds here too can I, can easily. I just so, say, how, how, how is the Jewish faith not known as the oppressed? I, I mean, exactly. they, they suffered the Holocaust. Yeah. It, it's crazy to me that so, we all of a sudden forget that. Like, it, is the Holocaust, do you think? I know it's a far-reaching. Well, first of all, Doctor, do you still have family in Israel? And if so, our prayers are with them for their safety. Yes. Um, all my family lives in Israel. Um, so... But they they are uh, safe uh, for now. Um, but mm-hmm. everybody is hurting. Um, this is you, this you is were, something that is affecting us all. You were probably busy with your field of study, and you've referenced what it's like being an academic, and uh, that's you know the area you're in. But I remember my theology classes, thing, philosophy classes, things like that at LaSalle. But particularly theology, it is a Christian Catholic institution on paper, at least. That would be the place to be talking about this, but I think there's fear. They're probably not. And in talking about this and taking this apart, I'll say it this way. If this were the usual conflict between Israel and the Palestinians, tit for tat, or some other group, it's clear that Israel is not a terrorist state, an apartheid state. Okay. But this is so graphic, so in the news. There is no getting away from we're dealing with babies. We're talking the Secretary of State yesterday uh, testifying in Congress what was done to this one family that I've already said today I'm not going to repeat. There is no getting away from that. How could an institution prides itself on teaching and Catholicism slash Christianity not be in the fight on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, I'm not really sure what's better, um, not taking any stance or taking the, I the mean, wrong, yeah. the, the wrong stance. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know, um, and, and the reason why I cho- chose to come to LaSalle in the first place is because it's a rather unique community, a small community that's usually very, very supportive um, and and usually comes together in, in crisis. Um, and so at one hand, I think um, most of the people on campus uh, were very supportive to me and, um, and are feeling this, you know, deep emotions about the things that are, are, are going on. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the statements and the, the, um, the administrate, the, the, the steps that the administration decided to take is, is another thing. Um, well, I, I hear you, and you're on leave now, and I understand uh, why it is. Um, I, I don't know how much more public I could be with the first incident after October 7th. And then somehow or another, someone in communications there, when Sal did the right thing belatedly, doesn't get it and still goes down this path. 
it is beyond uh, troubling. Well, doctor, though, I, I do hope that you uh, stay in the area. hope you're at another university and uh, that we can talk with you again. And I think as a matter of principle, what you're doing is uh, very justified. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you for giving me the stage. You're welcome. Thank you, uh, Dr. Talia. Thank you for joining us here on Talk Radio 1210. Love to hear from you if you're an alum of LaSalle. Uh, no area, Dan, that I see, and I, if they have, we'll find out and we'll give them credit. None of the schools in this area have signed out on what about 110 schools nationally have directly condemning Hamas, et cetera, a coalition to do that. They haven't joined with all these other institutions. Some of them, like SUNY in New York, is essentially very progressive or liberal. They've at least done it. So at LaSalle, did they just make a mistake with this tweet? It was not artfully or no. The communications department thinks, hey, we're coming together. Moral equivalency time. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, LaSalle, communicators, are you nuts? And are you this cowardly? Have you no response to us? You don't feel any duty to tell the public anything about, why would anyone go to this place then? Teachers, teachable moments, Christian, Catholic, what are they saying in their theology class? Are they evading it? Or come out and say it. Well, you don't get it. You're too pro-Israel. You don't get, well, just say it. They are a terrorist state. They are committing atrocities here in the poor. And the doctor hit that. You're in one class or another. And the Palestinians, you don't even hear about, you hear the poor Palestinians constantly. All right? Once you get that designation, these kiddos think anything is justified. Anything you tell them is justified. Well, they're fighting the way that they fight. And that means taking one family as Blinken. Let's play Blinken here, Dan. Then we'll. Uh, have Dom's money melody. Here's Blinken testifying, uh, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, before the Congress yesterday, just on one family attacked by Hamas. And I dare LaSalle to play this. They ought to be playing this for the kids in their classroom and then asking them, can they justify that? I mean, they are teaching philosophy, theology. If this isn't the fodder for classes like that, then I don't know teaching. I don't think LaSalle knows teaching. How do you like that? Here's what Blinken said. Including, and if you'll forgive me, because, again, these stories recede so quickly. Uh, a family at its breakfast table at one of the kibbutzes 
And by the way, the profound irony of attacks on kibbutzes, the very people who most ardently believe and want a future of peace between Israelis and Palestinians, a future of two states, uh, a family of four, a young boy and girl, six and eight years old, and their parents around the breakfast table. The father, his eye gouged out in front of his kids, the mother's breast cut off, the girl's foot amputated, the boy's fingers cut off before they were executed, and then their executioners sat down and had a meal. That's what this society is dealing with. And no nation could tolerate that. And as we've said repeatedly, as President Biden has repeatedly made clear, Israel has not only the right, but the obligation to defend itself and to try to take every possible step to make sure this doesn't happen again. Here you go, Blinken. Great job for once. I'm on board with it. What do you say to that? Well, how about, okay, let's bring it on. Let's bring it on rather than putting out tweets to come together and pray as if both sides are equal in this. Did you see that outside? What? Pigs just flew by the window. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dom Giordano agreeing with Anthony Blinken. Yeah, there you go. Dom Giordano, LaSalle Hall of Fame. I can see it coming. <laughs> All right, 855-839-1210. You get on board. But right now, it is time for... It's Dom. Money Melody. Uh, Walter Kosk, I don't know where he's getting all this larder from. Must be a secret room back there in promotions. A $50 Metro dinner gift card. Diner. We have that diner. What did I say? Dinner. Metro well, diner. diner gift card. Yes, well, it's dinner or lunch or breakfast. Very true. The Metro. And it's a great spot. Great uh, Dan, what's the backstory? So, Dom, today we're doing another cover song. We're doing a cover song related to our side question of great all-time underdog stories. Uh, this guy covering today's song uh, was a uh, – he actually played in uh, – no, he was on an NFL practice squad as a defensive end, but later went on to become the victim of a very popularized underdog story. And then uh, in another film, another underdog film, performed The Carpenters, uh, We've Only Just Begun, and uh, – Dom, I want to know who it is today that we're talking about here uh, singing this cover song. Take a listen. We've only just begun to White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way It's not bad, right? That's not bad. That's not an easy song to do. All right. We want to know who is covering that song. 855-839-1210. Let's give it a little taste, a little bit more. We've been getting a lot of wrong answers this week in the beginning. Right? Yeah. White lace and promises. A kiss for luck and we're on our all right, hit us with that. 855-839-1210. You're off to the Metro Diner Big $50 gift card. Uh, coming up, among other things, I will tell you about this Cornell guy who is threatening people on his LinkedIn account. What is his job or what was it at Cornell? You will not believe it. And I'm still waiting for Godot and LaSalle to respond. Come on, Mr. President. We'll give you an hour in studio. Bring your whole communications department. Bring two communications department. Bring the theology department. I'd like to hear you say it. Spill it out. You think these are relatively equal. That's the LaSalle position, is it not? It's the Money Melody. Where has all the money gone? Show me the money. 
That's right. Every day around 2.13, Dan comes up with something great here. Let's hear a little bit. We're looking for who's covering this song. We've only just begun to White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way All right, who is it? Let's go to Dennis. Dennis is first in on Talk Radio 1210. Dennis, who's covering the song? That would be the Carl Weathers from Happy Gilmore. I didn't know that was Carl Weathers in Happy Gilmore. Yes, yeah. Carl. You know when Happy has his uh, happy yes. place that he goes to when he yes. putts? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So right right at the end, actually cut it out, but you can hear. Kiss for luck and oh, yeah, I can hear and the then voice. ready, ready, here you go. And then it cuts back to Happy Gilmore, and I cut it right here for a good reason. You hear the uh, <laughs> golf swing. Okay. Yeah. Great nice answer, man. Play, Dennis. Enjoy good the movie. Metro Diner. I'll put you on hold. And, uh, Dom, I want you to answer. I said uh, he, he was a uh, defensive end uh, out of college. He went undrafted, uh, joined the NFL for a while. But then uh, he, he starred in a movie as the victim of a underdog. What movie am I talking about? Oh, he, yes. He was Apollo Creed. But I, yeah, thank ah, you. Yes, yeah, Apollo Creed, yeah. He was a defensive end. I'm confusing him with a defensive back who had a big mouth in the first Super Bowl. I guess he doesn't go that far back. It played for the AFC team, AFL team. Yeah, a little history here. Uh, Weathers played football at a defensive end in college. He started at Long Beach City College and transferred to uh, San Diego State. Right. Uh, helped the Aztecs win the uh, Pasadena Bowl in 1969. Went undrafted, signed with the Raiders as a free agent. He played as a linebacker in the NFL. I'm sorry, he switched position. He played okay. in seven games for the Raiders in 1970, helping them win the AFC West Division title on their way to their first ever AFC Championship game. Weathers only played in one game in 1971. Before the Raiders released him, he went on to play Canadian football after that. I might be, I got to look up who that defensive back was. He was mouthing off about playing the NFL team, which I think was the Packers. In the first Super Bowl game, oh man, what they did was ridiculous. First Super Bowl game then was Packers and was it uh, Fred the Hammer Williams? Yes, that's it. Fred the Hammer. He said he was going to hammer them. Oh man, <laughs> Vince Lombardi and the Packers. What they did was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, so Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers, later playing Chubbs Peterson there uh, in Happy Gilmore during Happy's Happy Place after Chubbs sadly passes away. He's seen in the Happy Place singing, We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters. Now, I don't know if he ever worked with another actor, Dan, who was in court and exploded yesterday, gone wild, Robert De Niro. De Niro's in court because his, I think she's in her early 40s personal assistant, was detailing on what it was like to work for this guy, the misogyny, sexual harassment, etc. He exploded when she talked about the fact that De Niro uh, wanted to have her scratch his back, and he jumped up and said, only in a place I couldn't reach, Your Honor, stuff like this. And apparently there was a lot of scratching he wanted to have done. I'm itching right now thinking of De Niro doing this. (laughs) And he jumped up and said, Shame on you, Chase Robinson, he shouted the accuser who was in court. It was a very uh, dramatic scene. He once asked Robinson to Uber him a martini from the upscale Nuba Sushi Lounge at 11 p.m. Oh, is that Uh, really what the complaint is? Well, the back-scratching, Dan, the misogyny, uh, he conceded he may have called her a blanking blank spoiled brat after 
he missed an appointment because she didn't wake him up. Uh, I could have had to. I was upset. She didn't wake me up and maybe missed the thing in Malibu. Um, I'm uh, sorry, but being in this industry, I've dealt with worse. Like you're, you're an absolutely amazing person to work with. I'll put that out there. Uh, like a, a, you're very easy to work with. Yeah, uh, but very, you very didn't scratch my with. back. I only yeah, no, asked I'm not, once. I'm not going Itching right now. I, I've worked with people in this industry who are much grosser and uh, require much more out of people than this. I, okay. Um, I'm not saying it's good yeah. by any means, but it seems okay. like a, you know. Well, you're in Norton in the end. I get it. Uh, the lawyer objected to an instance to the questioning his famous client was forced to endure, claiming improper impeachment. De Niro, of course, thinking of Trump, jumped up and said, impeachment, am I being impeached? When laughter broke out in the courtroom, the actor said, had to say it, sorry. His lawyer's objection was overruled. So you're thinking this woman's making too much of this, maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, if it were Bruce Springsteen and some woman or guy had to scratch his back, Dan, think about what you'd be saying here. Wait, like, I mean, what was it, Motley Crue that required yeah. them to remove a certain color M&M on the oh, rider? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, they're right. Like, well, remember Bernie Sanders, his hotel required. All these super celebrities are quirky, and they all have their, you know, personality uh, faults. But women scratching the back, I'm kind of thinking this might be a bridge too far here, a little bit. Yeah, uh, physical with, contact might cross with, the line a little with bit. With Just the, yes. the, the berating aspect of it. I mean, yes. you, you got to have a thick skin if you want to work here. Oh, yeah, I get it. Now, this uh, Cornell student, so I don't forget, this Mr. Patrick Dea, he was arrested uh, yesterday, charged with making online threats to kill, rape, and slit the throats of Jewish students, particularly at the kosher uh, dining hall. Jeez. According to his LinkedIn, this is the killer. He worked as a safety officer at Cornell. He was paid as a safety officer, safe spaces and all that. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And this is the guy threatening to kill Jewish students at Cornell. You really can't make this stuff up. And just talking to the LaSalle professor here, it's just another example. Are people really going to, hearing all this stuff with LaSalle, are they really going to continue to be enthusiastic about them? How can you brand this. I, I really want to issue a warning to universities to, to yeah. heed this advice because I, I don't want to be an a-hole but a lot of these idiots, these progressives are anti-social personalities that spend way too much on uh, time online and then they develop these kind of you know political beliefs and they stand strongly behind them. They're anti-social they're the kind of individuals you don't want trying to keep safety on a campus because uh, when, when a push comes to shove and a situation like this happens with their political beliefs that they learn from their online communities comes to a you know actual real life uh, it's not the kind of person you want around i'm just yeah, saying that. it's uh amazing amazing well we know the ivy league we know the foibles there but i'm a bit surprised that lasalle would be this blatant with this professor who did meet with the president he says we apologize for it someone vp of communications or something put it out 
But then they won't go online to explain why that tweet was ill-advised. We're not a place that says moral equivalency between these terrorists and Israel. So it tells me that's too hard to do. Too many people there do believe it. And I would admire it if they would just step up and let's debate it. Let's hear how Israel is not the aggrieved party here after what we've seen with Hamas. Even Anthony Blinken. You heard that one fact. Can you imagine just hearing this? A Blinken. I tried to have some degree of balance. But hearing this, this level of savagery and thinking day and night, if you're, and I've been to Israel, day and night, they're all around you. Uh, ben Manis, by the way, who often is on with this brilliant guy when it comes to crime and crime reporting here in Philadelphia, he usually doesn't do the side question. He had a great one, though, a very serious one, Israel. Israel is the underdog. Not in the minds of Lasallians, though, because of the armament they have. Would they like to be surrounded at LaSalle by 120,000, 120 million, on paper at least, countries, the residents of those countries, that want to kill you day and night and are actually sitting around when a diplomat teaches them hang gliding? German diplomat said this last week to Hamas, what fun it would be to get out of this, you know, constant misery. They take that and they hang glide into Israel to maim and kill and torture babies. And people on the left put the hang glider on all their social media. That tells you all that you need to know. But it's a day of celebration because we beat them in a big one. You heard Jeff Andrew, Robin Schaefer today with Orsted. They're a goner in this. How will this play out in the election on Tuesday? Tom Giordano show. So uh, Jeff Van Drew on with us uh, said they'll be voting tomorrow. Rand Paul saying they wouldn't dare vote against aid to Israel vis-a-vis the attachment there of cutting the uh, IRS budget. That's what Republicans want to offset this money. Byron Donald saying they'll still get $65 million more. For the um, IRS, I don't know how many agents will be cut there out of that 87,000. But the Biden White House is clear they will veto, they say, the House GOP's Israel aid package on two grounds. One, they're not going to go with any offsets here. you got to be kidding me. We want to spend. And two, it's got to be linked to uh, money for Ukraine. If not, they'll veto So do I think Biden would veto on this? Yeah, I think he would. Do I think Democrats are going to vote against this? Uh, It's a pick and choose thing. Putting offsets in and the 14 billion or so to go to Israel. So it's going to be quite an interesting vote tomorrow. It should happen during the show or right before. Uh, We'll have some of it, among other things. All right, 855-839-1210. Let's go to Gary in Newtown on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Gary, good afternoon. Hey, Dom, how are you? Good. Wonderful show today. Thank you, Gary. Always always nice to hear great news. Yes. Wonderful news. Um, I have a question. The the folks that are anti-Israel and they're vocal about it here in the United States, why why are they not considered to be domestic terrorists? Well, they can be uh, anti-Israel, but uh, supporting of Hamas now, we're getting into supporting terrorism. So, yeah. 
Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's again, it's a movie, you know, when, when we start this domestic terrorist stuff, you're right. It's, it's one side that has a definition, uh, like the FBI investigating Catholics who wanted to go to a Latin mass, the old mass in Richmond. Uh, that's a potential domestic terrorist. This college campus uh, nonsense, not. It's a double standard. That's what. What about well, what about the folks last week? Did did, did they march on seven ten in in Brooklyn seven seventy in Brooklyn last year uh, last week? Yeah, they did. did. Yeah, and they closed the bridge. There were ten thousand of them blocking the bridge, among other things. Yes. Oh yeah. And that's not considered domestic terrorism. Well, I'll give you one that I didn't get to today fully. It's at Temple Law School, Gary, and uh, they were going to have a walkout along with Penn and all the pro. Um, Palestinian slash Hamas side, and they were told they could walk out, but just, you know, say, all right, we're going to the rally, we're this side. They started singing that whole thing about from uh, the uh, river to the sea, which means no Israel destruction of that, and now Temple doesn't know what to do about it. It's crazy. It is. It's so what's, It's an upside-down world we live in, really. What's your underdog? My... My underdog, I hope you, I hope you guys really like it a lot because the, it's uh, President Snow is my epitome of <laughs> Phil Pre, Phil Murphy, uh, and then there's Peter Malark, Peter Malark, and uh, Katniss Everdeen. As, as long as you know we don't get into politics, they were really truly underdogs and, and got out uh, on top. All right, so Hunger Games there, there you go, uh, President Snow. Uh, Jim in Wilmington's got a wild one here that uh, even Keith Oberman, Dan, went nuts on me when I put this up every Columbus Day about he was uh, uh, at more risk, Columbus, than Neil Armstrong was. Let's go to Jim in Wilmington. Jim, who's yours? Yes, it's uh, Christopher Columbus uh, making his first crossing across the Atlantic. Is there a particular moment you're thinking, or just the whole idea of where, when am I going to fall off? Well, I guess when he departed, but uh, Christopher Columbus, he actually kept two log books. One, he recorded the actual distance that they calculated. The other one, he didn't want the crews to get scared, so he actually didn't uh, record as far as what he thought they went. So that the people wouldn't you know, get nervous about coming off the, the edge of the earth. There's a smart move by Columbus. All right, before we get to the lightning round, Dan, I want to play uh, cut 11. Here is a reporter yesterday in the media scrum with um, Rear Admiral. I think he's maybe he's an admiral now. White House spokesperson. You're seeing more and more of him. Disgracefully. Kirby. And here's where the media is fixate. How many Palestinian casualties? Civilians need to be killed before we call for a ceasefire. Listen to this exchange. Yes. Uh, Mr. Kirby, uh, thousands of uh, Palestinian civilians have fallen so far, including 160 of my own relatives. And I'm just wondering how many Palestinian civilians need to be killed before the United States call for a ceasefire? First of all, my condolences to you and your family. Are you in touch with some? Well, that yeah, as still, much as I can. Not as much as you'd like to be, yeah. But uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. And so I can see this is obviously personal for you. I can tell you it's personal for the president, too. We don't want to see any more civilian casualties. So in terms of a ceasefire, um, our concern with that is that Hamas benefits to the, to the tune of being able to refit 
renew themselves, plan and execute uh, additional attacks. Um, and as I said yesterday, right now is, is not the time for a general ceasefire. It is, however, the time to consider pauses in the fighting long enough so that folks like your relatives and family members can get this incredibly needed humanitarian assistance and perhaps a, a, a way to get out if they want to get out. So we're, we're supporting that and we'll see what we can do. But again, my, my deepest condolences. Dan, did he say at the beginning this reporter 160, I heard some number like that, of relatives. Uh, Mr. Kirby, uh, thousands of uh, Palestinian civilians have fallen so far, including 160 of my own relatives. Wait a, wait a minute. See, these are the figures we get here. <laughs> Doesn't anybody there see? I heard that. <laughs> Dan, think of the enormity. How would you have even 160 relatives I mean, there? This is coming from an Italian guy here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a family of seven kids and all that. I'm counting up. <laughs> I have to say the over and under of anybody listening now, Dan, how are we counting relatives is 100. I, I don't know if you're getting to 100. i got to start doing that counting. That's a good question to see if anybody's going to. I think I would have said to the guy 160 because, see, the numbers they're getting from Hamas, the media wants, they would tell you a million people yeah, in Gaza have like been that killed. pulls a sympathy card, you can't respond with, like, doubting him. 160, uh, really? You know what, Dan? If I were in that position there, I'd have to do it carefully. You're right. Little story. Kelly Ripa's, was it her niece? I think it was her niece. I'm on CNN's uh, Channel 8, right? They put me in. They say, it's going to be tough. Can you handle it? Beautiful woman who was, I think, disabled at that point by somebody we were talking about red light cameras, and she is disabled. I don't know if she was paralyzed or whatever, right? Thank God I asked her, Dan, was it a drunk driver? And she said, oh, yes, the driver was drunk. And I felt, oh, now I can safely land. You're right. What do you say in that situation? But you got to go back. Somebody's got to check that out with this guy. 160 relatives. Come on. You know? I get the personal pain. You can acknowledge that, but say, boy, that's maybe you got to say that's a lot of relevant, you know, some comment like that. You can't let it go. That's ridiculous. And it's all part of what's happening now. All right. It is the lightning round next. Another uh, great side question today. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. All right. Dom G or Dan O'Shea. Before I, oh, I see a great one here on the uh, lightning round. Dan, the, the, we have to talk about this tomorrow. The number of LGBTQ plus groups that are in the pro-Palestinian protest side. The insanity of that is just amazing to me. Just stunning. But, you know, it's this, oh, one side's the oppressed. So anything they would do even to us apparently is okay. All right, let's go. We get this is a potential winner, all-time underdog, and the moment. John in Marlton. John, what do you have? Okay, uh, Dom. I know you're. I I was pretty sure you're familiar with this. It's the uh, North Catholic playing. I think Kendrick in the Catholic League basketball playoffs. The playoffs, the first round, varsity team gets suspended. JV team gets in there and wins the game. Yeah, the coach was Jack Friel. Wasn't it the championship game, though? Am I misremembering? That's amazing. I believe it was the first round. Okay. I believe it was the first round. And what they got suspended for, they didn't do anything really that bad. They were big shots. They uh, went off campus for breakfast. Uh, it was their, uh, let's say, their indulgence in the uh, 
in the brewery, in the okay. brewery industry over there. Okay. <laughs> now I got a question for you: Is North Catholic just that good that their JV players are better than some other teams' varsity players, or is this like a Hoosiers kind of moment where the underdogs kind of a I think the Hoosiers. Yeah, yeah. You think they, so? They had they had a big they had a big uh, range of parishes that that were fed into North Catholic, so they had hundreds of kids trying out for the freshman team and the the uh, yeah. JV team. So yes, uh, I I think Hank Simitowski. I don't think he was on that team. I think he graduated the year before, but it was in the late sixties. I'm pretty sure he was on the team, but it's close. Thank uh, you, uh, John. That is a great one, Dan. When I tried out for Newman's freshman team, it's my for a reason we're getting cut. There were 110 kids ooh. for a freshman team. We went through like seven cuts. We're down to the last, you know, just that last little bit. Sounds like a really good reality show, going to one of these giant oh Catholic God. schools oh and just like God. following four well, or five students, two I, making the team, three yeah. not making the team, and just what they go through as they try to try I out. I think Doherty had 6,000 kids, and the girls and boys were separated. Two giant silos that you didn't cross into the other side. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, Joe in Exton, our buddy Joe, Mr. History. Joe, who's that underdog? What's the moment? Uh, yes, hello, Dom. My underdog is Sam Houston and the Alamo. The Mexicans considered Sam Houston and his band of frontiersmen as squatters in territory that was at that time Mexican. That is a good one. I've been to the Alamo, Dan. I don't think it's as long as all these studios back to back here. And wide. It's not very wide. It's it's not big. Uh, this is a great one. Tom in Marlton, our buddy. Hey, Tom, how you doing? And what do you have? Hey, Dom and Dan. First, just say congratulations and good luck, Dan, on your new home. Thank you so, and, so much. Uh. I remember this well, Dom, because my father put a little wager on the NFL. He was a big NFL guy. He wasn't crazy about the AFL and Joe Namath promising a win with the largest underdog ever, I believe, 18-point underdog in the Super Bowl and the Jets beating the Colts. Yeah, I think it was 16-7 to if I'm right. Matt Snell and guys like that, but Joe Willie Namath, Joe... Broadway Joe, then not Social Security, Medicare Joe. All right, good one, Tom. That's a very good one. Let me get in uh, Leslie. Oh, this isn't it. Here's her boy again in Bryn Mawr. Oh, man, is this the Leslie Loves This Guy show again? Aloha. Aloha, Leslie. (laughs) Uh, Real quickly. Uh, Dan, you got to go to Costco. Now that you're a homeowner, you have to be a member, and they have great deals on TVs. Yeah, that's what I, you know what? It's funny you say that because the TV I'm looking at, same price at Best Buy, same price at Costco, but Costco offers a five year warranty for free with it, whereas Best Buy doesn't. So you're, you're 100% yeah. correct. Hey, Leslie, how is this in the producer's handbook with Greg Stocker that all show long he's looking at TV prices? <laughs> <laughs> now, come on, that's 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 a fail yeah, test again. What's Stocker doing here? That's the best producer here? to have, a multitasking oh, producer. Oh, yeah, multitasking. Well, I'll let you know on the other side when he does that side, let alone you the TV. He's going to go out Friday and get the TV yeah, on, exactly. on Black Friday. Yeah, that's right. You have to. Be off on Black Friday when we're here. So I Leslie, know that's going to happen. Leslie, who do you have? Who's your so, Who's your answer? So some strange times we're living in. Um, just real quickly, COVID brought to light what was going wrong in the classrooms for the younger kids. 
and the Hamas attack on Israel has brought to light what's yes, going wrong the in college, the college class well with, and, and it's pretty scary stuff. Who's your, who's your person, Leslie? So this man was very little known until about two weeks ago, and he uh, speaks softly but carries a big gavel, and that is Mike Johnson, Speaker oh, of the House. That's all we're ever going to hear. She picked him out of the lineup there, Dan. All right, Dan, give me some contenders. Got to wrap up quick. I think we can both agree that call from John and Marlton with yes. the North Catholic JV team, I think it takes a day today. It does, but I still think they were going out to breakfast. He says they were getting drunk. And on the topic of... Sorry, on the topic yeah. of Black Friday, I just want to get this in. We asked earlier, people complain about Black Friday, yes. that it's too early, too hectic, etc. Are you serious about this, or do you actually take advantage of the sales? 70% of our listeners say, I'm serious, it sucks. There you go. There you go. Evidence of that. All right, we'll pick up that on tomorrow. we got some great stuff, including a guy who, if your kid is bullying people in school, wants to go after the parents. State representative tomorrow, among other things. Uh, Richie Always Show is next. Follow me on Twitter until tomorrow at Dom Show 1210 at Dom Show 1210. And uh, we'll continue to try to figure out what the who kidnapped the uh, Christian Brothers mentality there over at LaSalle. Dan, great work. And Philadelphia Cops, I wanted to work this in in your honor. You've been on this. Still do not have tasers and taser training. It's only about 60%. They think by 2028 or someday... They'll have that. Richie always next. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom Giordano. Weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.